The Chicago White Sox out hit the Baltimore Orioles by six. However, the Sox lost the game by two runs. White Sox had 11 hits but could only manage three runs. Time is running out for the White Sox to turn things around and play some solid baseball for an extended stretch. However, general manager Rick Hahn still believes in this team and their championship ambitions. The question is, do you? You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked On White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Locked On White Sox is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Chicago White Sox finally hit a home run but failed at the little things. Dylan Cease had one bad inning, but that is all it took. And does Rick Hahn really think this White Sox team can win a championship this year? State of our White Sox, they are 62-61, and 61, chasing the Cleveland Guardians, of course, in the AL Central. Uh, they have announced a makeup game uh, for that postponed game from the series finale this past Sunday. Uh, Sox will... Uh, play the Guardians on Thursday, September 15th. That'll be a day game. Uh, there are 39 games left in the season. Time is uh, running out for our White Sox as they lost to the Baltimore Orioles 5-3 to a Tuesday night. Uh, some things uh, before the game to get to. Uh, Scott Merkin, who uh, covers the White Sox for MLB.com and has been doing so for a long time, does a fantastic job. He comes out with these uh, newsletters uh, once a week, and uh, he has this on the White Sox website, and he was tweeting about uh, his time spent talking to Rick Hahn recently. And uh, Rick Hahn spoke about uh, Jose Abreu uh, and about this current White Sox team. And this is what Rick Hahn I had to say about Jose Abreu, who is leading the American League in hits and is second in the American League in batting average. Uh, this is what Han said. Hopefully, after some celebrations down the road this fall, we'll address what the best path going forward uh, is. But Jose has been fantastic for us, not just this year, uh, but his entire White Sox career. Obviously, Jose Abreu will be a free agent after this uh, season. Uh, on Abreu's 2022 season, Han said, I've certainly been impressed. He's cut down the strikeouts, increased the walk rate, uh, not generally things people would have projected for his age, which is 35 years old this season. And he just continues to show you what a quality player he is. Uh, now it gets really interesting 
is Hans started to talk about chances for postseason play for the White Sox. Uh, this is Han. I still think we are fully capable of winning a championship. Absolutely. Uh, there was some concern that last year's team jumped out to too great of a lead and sort of coasted in the second half. And when we got to the postseason, we had a little trouble flipping the switch and getting back to that high level of competitiveness. This year, we are going to be tested all the way throughout. If we are fortunate to pull this thing off, then we are going to enter the postseason having been battle-tested and fully prepared for the challenges of October. We'll see if that puts us in a better spot. After watching this team, especially the last two games, it is tough for me to read some of these comments with a straight face. Fully capable of winning a championship? Absolutely. I don't know about that. Maybe AL Central if they can get hot. But still, uh, I struggle to say that with a straight face. Uh, prior to Tuesday night's game against Baltimore, the White Sox placed right-handed pitcher Michael Kopech on the 15-day injured list with a left knee strain and recalled left-hander Tanner Banks from Charlotte. We saw a little bit of Banks in Tuesday night's game. So it's not the hamstring uh, that Tony LaRussa uh, kind of alluded to on Monday. It was definitely the knee. Still shaking my head on how Michael Kopech was allowed to start that game after what was witnessed uh, during warm-ups. Hopefully it's a quick turnaround. He gets the treatment, and it is just... 15 days and he can come back strong. Uh, speaking of pitchers, Johnny Cueto, I don't know if you saw this, but recently was named American League Player of the Week, not pitcher, Player of the Week for the period of August 15th uh, through the 21st. Uh, he is must-see TV, uh, absolutely electric stuff. He is a joy to watch. Uh, he has got something different for you. Almost every single uh, hitter, sometimes every single pitch, has got a different windup. He'll quick pitch you, uh, and he's got so much movement. Um, where would this team be without Johnny Cueto? I mean, this team is, is tough to watch right now. Uh, but I tell you, when it's a Johnny Cueto game, I, I feel like that is a well-attended or well-watched uh, game. Baltimore only had five hits in the game on Tuesday, but it's not what you hit, it's when you hit them. And Dylan Cease had to be perfect, but proved to be mortal yet again. More on that in a moment. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think for calling a ride, now nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of drunk driving. Uh, the results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober, 
or get pulled over. All right, Dylan Cease is having an uh, amazing year. Uh, The numbers are there, historic in a lot of ways, Uh, outstanding ERA, a great ERA on the road. He's chasing a Cy Young Award, uh, which would be a first uh, for someone in the White Sox organization since 1993 when Blackjack McDowell did it. Uh, A bit of a rough inning for Dylan Cease, but maybe uncharted waters. Uh, the White Sox uh, had a lead. We'll talk about uh, a little in a little bit. So gave Dylan Cease run support early. Must have been a weird feeling to have run support this early in the game. Uh, how was he going to handle it? Uh, and it was, uh, it was a bit different. He wasn't as sharp as I thought he would be. Uh, infield single right out of the gate, then a walk, trouble brewing, sack fly. So you got runners on the corners, Uh, with one out and 16 pitches on Dylan's arm. Uh, Next batter, uh, Mountcastle, takes Dylan Cease deep for a three-run home run to center field, and there goes that early White Sox lead. It's 3-2 Baltimore, still just one out, and Cease is now at 26 pitches. He was able to escape the inning without any additional damage, but a lot of pitches with a a taxed bullpen uh, from Monday's game against Kansas City. Second inning, still having some trouble uh, with his location. Ethan Katz went out to check on him, which is something that Ethan Katz has been doing quite a bit for a lot of the starting pitchers. Uh, early check-ins when, when things start to go uh, a little off. Uh, but definitely, uh, Cease was not on, pa- uh, on pace for a big inning like the first inning. He gets back-to-back strikeouts uh, to end the second In the third, it's the top of the order once again. How will Cease manage things the second time through? Cease and Zavala very frustrated with home plate umpire, as were some of the Sox hitters. Uh, Cease looked rattled and visibly upset. Got some outstanding defensive help from Abreu, who orchestrated an unassisted double play. Dylan Cease at 60 pitches after the third inning. Uh, Orioles uh, in the fourth had two hits. Entering the inning, uh, not what you hit, but when you hit it, of course, a strikeout, flyout, strikeout. Uh, Cease was definitely settling in there in the fourth. Uh, fifth inning, uh, he had 72 pitches on his arm to start the inning. Got two outs with three pitches, a very nice one, two, three. Uh, and then came the sixth. Uh, there was a leadoff walk to Mullins. He's a speedster. And speed kills uh, Mullins, a definite threat to steal second in a one-run game. Uh, after multiple pickoff attempts, uh, Abreu missed one of Cease's offerings, and Mullins was able to get to second uh, with only one out. Uh, Santander muscles one out to center field, and it's more than enough for Mullins to come around and score. A uh, 4-2 to two Baltimore at that point. Uh, Orioles making it look easy to score runs with runners in scoring position. Uh, Here you got Mullins. He's able to get to second with only one out, uh, and all all it took was just a little single into center field, and Mullins comes around. Uh, Dylan Cease departed, and Ronaldo Lopez entered. Uh, There were some dramatics, but no other runs scored in that inning. Cease's final line, five and a third innings, three hits, four earned runs, uh, three walks, four strikeouts, and a home run, and it was a biggie. It was that three-run home run from Mountcastle in the first. Cease's ERA, 2.27. Uh, 
Uh, seventh inning, uh, Justin Diekman. You got to hold the Orioles here. Sox scored in the top half to make it a one-run game. Uh, Baltimore gets a one-out double. Probably should have been a single, but Baltimore and most other teams will take every opportunity to run on White Sox right fielders because they are not really right fielders. Uh, plus, Hayes was running hard out of the gates, which you know can create those types of chances. So two outs, man on third, Diekman departs, and Lambert comes in, and he quickly gives up an RBI single uh, to Mateo. It's 5-3 Baltimore. It's amazing watching other teams produce with runners in scoring position. Uh, it, it's, it's so simple for them to be able to get those runs home. Uh, eighth inning, Banks uh, enters uh, Baltimore, uh, only has five hits at this point, yet they had five runs. It was a quick one, two, three inning. The bullpen, you know, they, they were asked to to cover some innings there, two and two thirds. You know, it, it wasn't a horrible effort, but, you know, teams, again, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a two-run home run, a three-run home run. They, they figure it out. They get runs in. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how our bullpen can handle things because I'm not t- anticipating a long outing from Lu- Lucas Giolito, but hopefully he proves me wrong. Uh, White Sox have been painful to watch when there are runners in scoring position. I'm going to tell you why it may only get worse. More on that in a moment. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting scores and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. So heading into Tuesday's game, there was definitely a home run drought for our White Sox. Uh, you might have seen this on social media. Uh, But several years ago, back in 2020, remember that year? No fans in the stadium. Uh, In 2020, the Sox, they they hit a lot of home runs. Uh, At this time, uh, August 23rd, 24th, Sox were being celebrated for hitting 27 home runs in seven days. That's crazy. I can't even fathom that uh, with what's been going on with our White Sox. Are the Sox pressing right now? Do they think, you know, we should be doing better and it's just a matter of, you know, swinging harder, you know, trying to change uh, my mental approach? I don't know what it is, but it just hasn't been working for the White Sox and the power department. That did change in the first inning, though, uh, on Tuesday with a man on. Aloy Jimenez hits a home run, the first home run since last Thursday in that Houston series finale. It was a sight for sore eyes. It was glorious. Cleared the left center fence, and it was quickly 2-0 White Sox. Uh, Second inning, Gavin Sheets, the hometown boy, leads things off with a single through the shift instead of one of those excuse-me dinks opposite way. A couple of infield flyouts, then Zavala flied out to right field, so nothing doing in the second. 
Third inning, Sox had two on with only one out for Abreu, who was 17 for his last 31 coming into the game, hitting 548 during that stretch. Uh, but Abreu struck out on one of those sweeping breaking balls that he just can't lay off. Uh, Mancata grounded out to first to end the inning. Started to have some visions of that Cleveland game last Friday. That was the first game of the series when the Sox scored two runs in the first and could not do anything after that. Uh, fourth inning, Gavin Sheets leads things off with a little excuse me opposite field shot, his second hit of the game. Uh, can the Sox take advantage of a leadoff runner? Get them on, get them over, get them in. Nothing doing. Fifth inning, Luis Robert destroys a breaking ball to left field for a leadoff double, uh, looking for one run to tie at this point. Aloy walks, two on, nobody out for August Abreu. A line drive shot to second base, caught uh, one down. Thankfully, Robert wasn't doubled up there. Mancata flies out to left field. Can Sheets, the hometown boy, be a hero for the White Sox? Uh, he flies out to center field. It's just unbelievable. Uh, Robert with a leadoff double, and you can't move him at all. He stays stranded right there. Uh, but as I just talked about previously in this episode, and you watched it, uh, and you've been seeing it from other teams, it just seems so easy uh, for other ball clubs to get those runs in. Let's go to the sixth inning. Zavala with a base hit. Baltimore went to the bullpen. Uh, Pollock grounds out. Uh, the Orioles, uh, this is the seventh. The Orioles just tacked onto their lead in the bottom half of the sixth. It was 4-2 as the Sox went to work. Uh, Robert smashes a ball off the left field wall. Would have been a home run last year. And of course, I say that because Baltimore moved their fences back uh, during the offseason. Uh, Robert posed at home plate. Uh, thinking he had a home run, Steve Stone had some fun with this one, but ends up with just a double. Can Aloy Jimenez have a productive at-bat? No, he grounded out to shortstop. Robert can't advance. Abreu with a ground out, but Robert is able to get to third. Got to get this run in. You absolutely have to. Uh, Baltimore went to the pen and brought in a lefty, Mancata. Hits right-handed after a 10-pitch battle. Mancata drew a walk. Then Andrew Vaughn pinch hits uh, for the lefty Gavin Sheets. And Andrew Vaughn ripped a single up the middle. Sox make it 4-3. to three. Uh, Mancata at third. Elvis Andrews has a chance. Uh, he can't come through, though. End of the inning. Uh, eighth inning, Zavala with a one-out double. Uh, off that wall in left field, Pollock gets him to third on a hustle infield single. You got runners at the corner, only one out. Robert struck out on a slider. Aloy was hit on the elbow, left elbow padding with a 102 mile per hour fastball. Uh, he came out of the game. You got bases loaded now with August Abreu up. You can't ask for a better situation. He works a full count. And uh, Orioles reliever Bautista is throwing 101, 102, 100 miles an hour. It's crazy. Uh, Abreu swung at ball four uh, at his nose. Uh, end of the inning. In the ninth, Sox needed two to tie, but you got Mancata flies out. Andrew Vaughn with a strikeout. And Elvis grounds out. 
Sacks offense, three runs, 11 hits, four walks, six strikeouts, three extra base hits. Runners in scoring position, two for 13 with 13 runners left on base. That sounding like championship caliber baseball to me. Lucas Giolito is now tasked to be the stopper for the White Sox. We all know what happened during his last start against Houston. Needs something very, very different from Giolito on Wednesday night. Hey, thanks for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen, the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan uh, brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, I will recap Lucas Giolito's outing, hopefully be talking about a White Sox winner. Appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morowski, and until next time, go Sox!